0: Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host Ryan McDowell. I'm joined as always by Matt Williamson and Ray Garvin. Ray, how are you doing? I'm doing well, fellas.
1: Excited to kind of dig a little deeper tonight. So I'm excited to talk about this prospect, and we've got the uh, NFL Combine coming up here in the next couple of days. It's exciting times.
0: It really is. I'm I'm ready for all of it, Matt. I know you're ready. You are uh, you are on your way down there, or or about to be headed to Indy.
2: You excited? Yeah, next time we talk, I will be probably in my hotel room at Indy, and I am always excited to go. I've gone quite a few years in a row. Steelers are taking taking care of us down there, so it's good stuff. I'm psyched.
0: We'll get right, right into it today, as we always do. And and uh, Ray, you talked about it. we are we're digging a little deeper today. We've covered a lot of the studs, a lot of those pro- projected first round dynasty rookie picks. We're going we're dipping into the second round a little bit. And we've got Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver from Minnesota. He's a senior six foot two two hundred five pounds and Ray, I know you agree with this. we just just chatted about it before we hit the record button. Tyler Johnson actually had a better statistical season in his senior year than he did as a junior, and that that surprised uh the both of us. It just felt like that junior year was, was his breakout season. It was, 78 catches, over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns. And I remember watching, I think it was a Friday or Saturday night, he just dominated that bowl game. That was really his coming out party uh, for for the country, for dynasty players. And, and we had about a month or so where we were really excited about him, expecting him to declare early and be part of that 2019 class And that didn't happen. He went back to school. He had a better season if if you're looking only at the numbers. Uh, 86 catches, 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns, all of those career highs, which is what you want to see in a player's final year. But it felt a little quiet. Even though Minnesota had had the great season, it it felt like Johnson Mm – took a step back, get us started with Tyler Johnson and give us, give us some unique facts and numbers about him.
1: Yeah. And and just to piggyback off of that, Ryan, it really, if you just kind of close your eyes and think about the 2019 season and you think about Tyler Johnson, the way that he's discussed now in relation to how we were talking about him coming into this past college football season, you would have thought the guy put up abysmal numbers and Everything across the board, every receptions, yards, yards per reception, touchdowns, everything was better this past college football season. Well, I will knock him because his rushing went down. He had one carry for negative one (laughs) yards opposed to zero for zero across the board last year. But I mean, fantastic season. And I think a part of that, Ryan, and and I'll be brief. Was they had a true sophomore named Rashad Bateman who had 60 receptions for 1,200 yards and averaged 20 yards of reception last season. That that really broke out in you know his sophomore season. But uh, Tyler Johnson is a unique, unique case, and I, and I can't wait to dive into him a little more in a little bit. But coming out of high school, he was a six foot three. 187 pound, dual threat, three star quarterback, defensive back. I mean, he wasn't even—he wasn't even a wide receiver in high school. He played quarterback. He played defensive back at a one A school in Minnesota. He was not heavily, heavily recruited, but he just finished his Minnesota career. First in Minnesota Gophers' uh, uh, history in receiving yards with 3,305. First in receiving TDs with 33. And then second, all-time in receptions only behind Eric Decker. He did absolutely nothing his freshman season. I think he had a, a couple of yards, a couple of receptions. Sophomore season was cut short because he broke his wrist, only played in uh, 10 games. And then he exploded on this scene as a junior. So for a guy who sort of, learn the receiver position on the fly, you know, in an injury-shortened sophomore season, very productive junior year, and an even more productive senior season, he's still relatively young playing the wide receiver position.
2: Ray, you mentioned the, the younger guy, Bateman. Is he a legit prospect?
0: I mean, is he someone we'll be talking about? Uh, I tomorrow? can't wait
1: to talk about him next year, Matt. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, so we'll, he's good. we'll leave yeah. it at that. He's, he's very, very, very good.
0: Yeah, that that wide receiver class in twenty twenty one looks looks pretty juicy, and and at the very least, he's in the conversation, right. to be a, a top two, top three wide receiver, and and that's that's lofty, uh, lofty company there. So, Ray, what what really is it? And maybe you'll get into it as you talk about what what you've seen from the data, the film. W- really, what what is it that has caused Johnson to? fall down in, in the eyes of dynasty owners because, again, this time last year, or I should say prior to him making it official that he was going back to school, he was not only being valued as a, as a potential first-round dynasty rookie pick, but maybe even a top-five pick. I mean, he was basically Hakeem Butler before Hakeem Butler. He was the guy that everybody was saying, let's move him from a, a second-round flyer to the, the 103, the 104, uh, and then he he hurt us all by going back to school and and now he's a second rounder in our in our rookie drafts.
1: I really have not seen anything quite like what's happened with Tyler Johnson and Ryan. I think the point that you made first and foremost, the fact that he came back for a senior season and I know Peter Howard just talked about this on his show Dynasty Crossroads about a lot of people have this misconception that seniors do not produce. Senior uh, prospects who don't enter the draft after their, their third season or their junior campaign, they don't produce at the next level for whatever reason. So I think the first knock is the fact that everybody thought he was going to come out as a junior. He goes back to school, but he only gets better. He He only gets better in his senior season. So it's not like He was one of these players like Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC who I hope we'll talk about or Devin DuVernay who only produced as a senior, who did absolutely nothing until their senior year. This guy was productive and I I have not seen a player stock tank quite like Tyler Johnson. So I think the fact that he came back for his senior season is one knock. The fact that he wasn't, he didn't look as into you know, Matt, you asked about Rashad Bateman. If I just put the two players on film and I, I said, Matt, pick which one is the better player, F- forget the stats, mm-hmm. don't care about any of that, just look at number 13 versus number 6, I can almost say 10 out of 10 times you'd say give me, give me number 13. He looks like the better player. I think Rashad Bateman's ascension this year sort of showcased some of the Athletic deficiencies that Tyler Johnson has, it, like that's part of Tyler Johnson's game. I, he's not that bursty of an athlete, and we'll talk about that later. And then I think some of the things that happen after the college football season with him uh, being invited to the East West Shrine game and then pulling out of that, not having an invitation to the Senior Bowl, I think some of that has hurt his overall stock as well. So I think it's a combination of all these other f- outside factors that have absolutely nothing to do with his game.
2: Do you think it also hurts him that there's so many good wide receivers in this class and in college football right now overall, especially let alone on his team?
1: Yeah, you know, I think, that, I think that definitely factors into play when you've got the Judys and the Lambs and the Ragers. But, I mean, we knew or we were fairly confident that Judy, Lamb, Rager, Higgins, Chenault. We had a good idea that they were going to come out in twenty for this 2020 draft, and Tyler Johnson was still a, a, top three, top five for some people. So while I think mm-hmm. that that plays a, a factor in it, people were still valuing him very, very high amongst these wide receivers.
0: Yeah, Ray, going back to your comment about just Johnson as a senior and, and possibly that having something to do with it, Rich Rebar had a great tweet uh, about a week ago, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Non early declare wide receivers selected in the first round over the past decade. So we're talking about senior wide receivers or or wide receivers who passed on the chance to declare early. Corey Davis, Josh Dotson, Devonte Parker, Kevin White, Philip Dorsett, Tavon Austin, Kendall Wright, AJ Jenkins, Michael Floyd. Those uh, that group has given Yuck. us two top 24 wide receiver seasons in 43 total seasons. So uh, there's there's something to that. And then on top of that, we certainly don't expect Tyler Johnson to be a first round NFL draft pick. He'll be lucky to be a day two pick based on uh, projections that, that I've seen. Yet, he's got the measurables. He's got the statistics. Dynasty players still seem to like him, at least as that as that second round prospect. Tell us what the data says about Tyler Johnson.
1: Matt, I, I honestly don't even think we need to go on anymore. I think that stat that Ryan just dropped. I mean, what's the what's <laughs> yeah, what, what's wow. the what's the point? I mean, that's I, I'm still sort of wow. And, and if and to go back to that real quick, Ryan, you said two. I'm assuming Devontae Parker was that just happened? I mean, that was
0: oh gosh. Well.
1: I don't know where the other one. Yeah,
0: Devonte Parker uh, this year certainly. Maybe Michael uh, Floyd. It might have been Michael Floyd. Might have been Kendall Wright. Maybe. Oh my gosh. It, yeah. It. <laughs>
1: That's a bad well, list.
0: The data. Okay.
1: <laughs> so the the data tells us that he is an analytics darling. I mean, he produced. We've talked about market share and age adjusted metrics uh, repeatedly on this show. And let's just cut right to the chase. His freshman season didn't do much. You know. Low analytical market share uh, data percentages, but a sophomore season, 31% of Minnesota's rece- receptions, 45% of the receiving market share of the yards, 78% uh, uh, market share of the touchdowns, and a 61% dominator rating as a sophomore that was cut short uh, by a wrist injury, he only played 10 games, and he only followed that up with 41% rece- uh, reception market share as a junior. 43% reception market share, receiving yard market share as a junior. 60% of the touchdowns, Tyler Johnson, 51% dominator rating. And then this senior season, Ryan, where neither you nor I thought he even produced that well, 39% of the receptions, 37% of the yards, 39% of the touchdowns, and a 38% dominator rating. Uh, you, if, if this were Jerry Judy... If this were Jalen Rager, if this were CeeDee Lamb, we wouldn't be questioning anything because the production is his production profile is insane. It it, there's no it's it's rare. rare. It's there's nothing to not like about his production profile. And again, it wasn't like he came back for a senior season and fell off. It wasn't like he had a bad junior campaign, and he had to come back for his senior year to show that he was good. He only got better in every single category, playing alongside another stud wide receiver. The and the data says he's good. The data says draft him. The data says he knows how to be an alpha wide receiver.
2: Ray, quick question: Just because you're talking about Minnesota and the, the receiver next to him, how's the quarterback play for the Gophers?
1: I think it was okay. It okay, wasn't. It wasn't. It, it awful. wasn't it, no, it wasn't bad and some people even think that the quarterback I believe his name is Tanner Morgan is a sleeper prospect for next year. Um so okay.
0: it it wasn't bad. It was not bad. And and as I said earlier, they they had a good season. They were what? They were 8-8 eight, eight or 9-0 oh before they lost their first game and yep. uh, finished with just a couple losses. So really really strong season from Minnesota. Dig into the film a little bit, Ray. What have you seen from Tyler Johnson when you've turned on the games?
1: So here's where I think everybody sees sort of the same thing. You see a possession-type wide receiver who runs good routes. He's able to create separation with technique, with nuance. He is good at tracking the ball. When they're in the red zone and he's lined up one-on-one against a cornerback, I'd say nine times out of ten he's going to be able to to create separation and get open. I mean, he's, he's really good. Slant routes, sort of the slant and go, tracking the ball, using that big size. You know, at 6'2", 205, 210, he's able to use his body to sort of shield off defenders, makes not Odell Beckham like spectacular grabs even though I've seen him make some crazy catches during his time at Minnesota but he's just really good at catching the football uh he was plagued by a couple of drops this past season even his offensive coordinator said he put six or seven balls on the ground that he shouldn't have but he's a he, the film shows a very good possession wide receiver
2: hand catcher way for a strong hands yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That's the positive. The negative is you do not see an explosive athlete. You don't see somebody who is consistently pulling away from defenses. You're not going to throw Tyler Johnson. A bubble screen and say go make a play you know like we we see with cd lamb like we see with Jalen rager you're not going to see tyler johnson screaming down the field on nine routes you you aren't going to see a quick twitch wide receiver that's going to be able to catch it and juke out four or five guys yes he's made plays after the catch yes he has scored long touchdown run uh touchdown r- grabs but it does not look explosive and to that point it's not just what I think. Tyler Johnson has even come out and said that that's not my game. His offensive coordinator said, and I quote, "I don't know if we ever thought I don't know if we ever thought he was going to run some crazy 40-yard dash time. Like his own offensive coordinator says, that's not his game. He wins with technique, he wins with body control, he wins with nuance, but he's a type of player that I, I think the combine. Uh, and and I want all these guys to do well. Uh, former athlete, I want everyone to do well. I'm not a- out here. I don't think any of us are actively rooting for guys to fail, right? N- sure. None of us do that. That's not what that's not what we do. I just don't. I don't see how the combine is going to help him.
2: It's not gonna be his finest moment, huh? No, I, I, I think than the combine.
1: he he's gonna have to go out there and really surprise some people because I just I, I see a a high four six. Type wide receiver. I see a wide receiver who the three cone is probably not going to look good in those lateral agility drills. I don't see a wide receiver that's going to jump far in the broad jump or jump high in the vertical, which shows that explosion. Rashad Bateman is a more, and again, even though Tyler Johnson produced alongside uh, Rashad Bateman, Bateman looked far and away the more explosive player of the two. And I think it sort of, even though his numbers were good, I think it kind of exposed the lack of athleticism or that, that t- quick twitch, you know, game that, that Tyler Johnson has. It just, it's really, really unfortunate.
2: Do you think Ray 365 days from now, when we do Bateman, we're going to say, boy, he learned a lot from Tyler Johnson and he's a lot more athletic and gifted.
1: Absolutely, I, yeah. I I think I think having a veteran wide receiver on that team only helped Rashad Bateman. I think Tyler Johnson made and helped Rashad Bateman develop into what he is. In 365 days from now, I think we'll be saying. We won't be, because we will be having the same conversation as far as his age adjusted metrics. We will be talking about his high market share and dominator rating, but what we won't be talking about is questioning how athletic Rashad Bateman is.
2: Sounds like Johnson has a little bit of an old man's game.
1: He definitely does. He's that, he's that, um, He's that uh, basketball player in the rec league that just yeah doesn't doesn't look good, but he just scores buckets, right? That's Tyler Johnson. I can never get
2: around him and right. Yeah,
1: but unfortunately, (laughs) the NFL doesn't like those guys, right?
0: (laughs) Well, Ray, that's not exactly the comp we're looking for. Although we we kind of get that. Uh, Give give us a comp. Let's let's try to stick to an NFL comp here. Give us give us a player that uh, Tyler Johnson reminds you of when you watch him.
1: Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. Yeah.
0: I I jotted down four
2: names that might be a little optimistic. What do you think of Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, Robert Woods, Godwin? I mean, they're a little rich, especially Godwin.
1: Okay. We can Godwin and Woods. I'd say no. I think they're they're too too much. uh, Yeah. I think I think that's the comp that Mm. I I
0: really don't want to say it because it didn't. Now right, we talked about this on the first episode. These <laughs> comps, our problem with comps is always pie in the sky, hitting trying to hit the player ceiling. Not all of these 2020 prospects are going to hit, and not all of their comps are going to be pro bowlers. So, give it give it to Steve us. Don't Largen. be scared. Yeah, no, they, yeah
1: and their games are not the same. This player that I'm going to name, he was more of a red zone weapon. I wasn't a big fan of him last year in the 2019 class, but he just reminds me of of JJ Ortega Whiteside to a degree. Sort of that big bodied wide receiver. Um and you know, the production metrics, the the analytics, they they're, they're not comparable. But just play style. Ortega Whiteside is not going to be screaming down the field beating anybody. If he develops into a usable fantasy asset, he's gonna to have to learn how to use that big body. He's gonna to have to learn how to get open with technique. And I think that's I think that's sort of Tyler Johnson. I I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's gonna get the draft capital. I don't think he's gonna test well. Okay. Here's another one. Kelvin Harmon was another name that I thought of coming into mm, 2019. A, a lot of people like Kelvin Harmon. He 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 showed well. You know his the analytics were there. So Kelvin Harmon was Probably. another name. Let's go with Kelvin Harmon. I like Kelvin Harmon a little bit better. Um and and here's the thing with Harmon, right? He didn't do anything the first half of the NFL season, but towards the end when he got to play, I think he ended up with like 30 receptions as a rookie, and he showed like okay maybe. Washington has something down the line, maybe.
2: And uh, three or sixty-five days ago, we didn't think Harmon was going to be a six-round pick, but I think the Skins are pretty happy with using a six-round pick on him.
0: Yes, yeah, and, and honestly, I think Tyler Johnson could be. We could be talking about him as a six-round pick. The Harmon comp is an interesting one because we talked about Tyler Johnson's fall from a potential top-five rookie pick. Is is kind of how people were. Projecting him early last offseason to what he is now, probably a second-round rookie pick. The same thing happened with Harmon, except it all happened in four months. If you look at, if you go look at DLF's first set of rookie ADP from February 2019, Kelvin Harmon was our 101 rookie pick based on our mock drafts. He was the guy who was expected to be uh, that top asset over everybody else, and, if, and we know that it was kind of a flat uh, a flat group at that point, and Jacobs emerged, Miles Sanders Sanders emerged, things like that. But it was Harmon who was really being valued uh, highly early last offseason. So we, we kind of have seen the same thing from Tyler Johnson. He just spread it out over a year. Ray, do you see
2: much toughness in his game, blocking, physicality, And the reason I ask is maybe, could he be a gunner someday? Could he run down on kickoff someday? Because if you're a fifth-round wide receiver, you're going to have to do that.
1: Matt, I'll say the only way that he's going to be running down the field on kickoff is if the NFL adopts the new XFL rules and Mm -hmm. the line is all the way up. But I I just don't, I I don't even think, I I don't think, I think he'd be a liability as a gunner. I I really do. Um, He's tough in the run-blocking game. He is physical. But he's just, he's maybe. He not
2: anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Well, I, I think you're right, though. I think he's going to have to figure out a way to get on the field. And, and, and maybe he can develop into a gunner. Maybe, maybe that's a that's a good way for him to get on the field. But, you know, in yeah, Dynasty. They have
2: to themselves to keep a job. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you have to. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't sound like a pump returner, though. I mean,
1: not electric enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: no, no. Ray, what are some teams that could be a good fit for Tyler Johnson? Could help him develop. I
1: really think he needs to go to a team with an established number one and a, and, a, and a good number two wide receiver already on their team. So when I'm when I'm thinking about landing spots, I look at a place like and I know this is high end, but I look at a place like New Orleans. Right? I have a. I think we all think that you know. This could be Drew Brees' final run. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to equip him with weapons right now. So I think they go after a a more... A sure bet at wide receiver early, but I can see him learning from a Michael Thomas, right? A player like that who isn't the most athletic, who doesn't win with speed, who, who wins with nuance and technique. I can see him learning from a Michael Thomas. I can see him learning from a DeAndre Hopkins. I can see him learning from a Devontae Adams. Now, with all of that being said, that doesn't sound like somebody that either of those teams would draft high. It's It would be somebody that they take a shot on later on in the NFL draft and therefore suppressing his dynasty value. But I think any team like that, because I don't care where he goes. I'll just say this. I know you guys have some places listed down. I don't care where he goes. I don't think he's going to see the field early, and you probably don't want him to see the field early. So I'd rather him wait, develop, stash him on a taxi squad, and hopefully he can, um, you know, learn the game and learn how to win in other ways outside of athleticism.
2: What about keeping him in the great state of Minnesota as possibly the third guy behind Diggs and Thielen?
1: Okay. And I think, and again, that veteran, you know, Thielen had to claw and scratch his way up to that wide receiver one role. So, and and now Adam Thielen was very athletic as well and and a, a fast player. But I think, but he, Matt, to your point, Thielen got his, his his opportunity by playing on special teams. Right, right. He got his opportunity playing on special teams. So I think that'd be a great fit for him to learn behind Diggs, to learn behind Thielen, to be that number three or, you know, maybe even number four wide receiver out of the gate. But I, I think that'd be a nice spot as well. What Dallas, with or without Cooper? Uh, I, I, I'm, no. I, I, as a yeah. Cowboys fan living down the road, <laughs> I, absolutely not. We, we don't need – we don't need those problems, Matt. We, we're going we're gonna to go with Gallup and whoever else we have. I can't even think, but no. let's. <laughs> yes, I, I, think, I think Dallas would make a lot of sense. You know, being, being in all honesty, I think that would make a lot of sense. And Mike McCarthy's offense is predicated on getting the ball out quick. And, and you've got a good quarterback. You've got a good running back. So th- there may be a role for him in Dallas.
0: Guys, we'll wrap it up today talking about the current value of Tyler Johnson in our rookie drafts. Again, we did 10 rookie drafts hosted by DLF. Uh, these were uh, just just the past couple of weeks, and that gave us, a, gave us some data putting Tyler Johnson as the 15th overall rookie pick. So we're talking about the 2.03 pick in a typical 12-team league. That sounds rich to me. Based on what Ray's saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking yeah. that too. Yeah, so uh, guys just directly in front of him, Brian Edwards and Zach Moss directly behind him, Joe Burrow and KJ Hamler. Uh, if Ray has anything to do with it, his ADP might be dropping pretty soon. He's the he's the wide receiver nine in this class, which uh, again just speaks to the, the depth of this wide receiver class and how excited we are about some of these players. And after
2: this podcast goes live, it'll be like, <laughs> 15 a week from now <laughs> That's
0: <right. laughs> uh, in, in our startup dynasty drafts uh, again these are mock drafts six mock drafts we do every single month his adp was 121 overall so uh, certainly into those double digit rounds wide receiver 58 some players being drafted around him dd dd uh, westbrook james washington jamison crowder julian edelman uh, all of those players in that range that that feels rich to me i mean i would take james washington over him in a heartbeat uh, if i'm winning now i'm certainly taking uh, edelman and crowder as well so maybe maybe the rookie hype is taken over with tyler johnson a little bit not for long we'll see ray are you spending a, a i'm not even going to ask you about the 2.03 are you spending a late second rounder on tyler johnson <laughs>
1: Probably not. And looking at what yeah. our ADP right now there, I, I see four or five wide receivers that I'd take before Tyler Johnson.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd give yeah. you Johnson and two five for Moss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Give me Moss, please. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, even some of the, some of the receivers going behind him. I mentioned Hamler, Antonio Gandy, Golden, Brandon, Iuk, Michael Pittman, Denzel Mims, And that gets us down to the end of the second. I, I think I want all of those guys over Tyler Johnson. Yeah.
2: Just just wait till the combine hits. His stocks only going to soar, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> you give us
1: you give us the
0: first hand review, Matt.
2: I'll let you know what people are saying.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: give us the insider. All right, thanks guys. Thanks Ray for the knowledge on Tyler Johnson. We'll be back next time with more Dynasty Blueprint.